Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Paxo Finance, which is an instant and permissionless undercollateralized DeFi lending protocol. They are building for the next 1 billion DeFi users. At Paxo Finance, anyone and everyone can borrow. They are firm believers of decentralization, automation, and financial inclusion espoused by DeFi. All you need is a crypto asset, no credit checks, no KYC, no social enforcements. For more information, go to Paxo.finance. Again, that's Paxo.finance. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special Special guest all the way out in Mangalore working on a really cool um, lending platform. Uh, we have Pranjal with Paxo Finance. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Richard. Doing great. Excellent. Well, happy you can join us today. Um, as we dive more into Paxo, before we do that, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? So I've been into tech entrepreneurship business for almost 10 years. Uh, I have started two companies in the past. The first was a hardware startup based out of New Delhi, India. Uh, exited that business in 2015, sold licenses to Kodak Polaris. Then I started a SaaS company back in 2016. During pandemic, we had a chance to look at Web3. So we started a small hedge fund where we were experimenting with multiple DeFi protocol. And that's when we realized that market currently there are so many protocols offering over collateralized loans but if the end use case is you no know, uh, borrowing for investment in crypto assets most of these protocols are inefficient and that's when we realize that there is a space if we can create an undercollateralized truly permissionless trustless protocol uh, that will solve problem for a lot of new users in this space so then we started experimenting with uh, idea of paxo we validated the solution and back in late 2021, we started working on the development side of it. Oh, excellent. So you have a lot of background in uh, being an entrepreneur and working in the finance world. And you identified a challenge with, uh, I'm sure once DeFi summer hit back in uh, around uh, you know, 2020s, you were looking at the ways that people were using collateralized loans and seeing inefficiencies and realizing that uh, there's a way to use um, undercollateralized loans. So let's now talk about you know Paxo. So it looks like the main proponent of this is being able to use undercollateralized lo- um, DeFi lending protocol. Can you kind of just explain a little bit more of that and what are some of the different features that are coming out? Sure. So most of the existing loan protocols in DeFi, they are around, they are like gold loan, right? They're pawn shops. You put in assets worth $100 and you get a loan of say 50 or 60 or $70, right? And most of the users, they further withdraw that amount and they buy another crypto, right? Or they invest in any other digital asset. So in a way, you are just getting loan worth 60 or 70% of the value, right? Imagine 
if the end use case is something similar to buying a home, right, or buying a car, right, where we put in $20, we borrow $80 from the bank or from the protocol, and for the combined $100, we buy, you know, let's say, an equipment. And that purchase asset becomes collateral. That's what we are doing with Paxos. So it's the same model from lender's perspective, but from borrower's side, it's equivalent to our mortgage or a car loan model, where we are able to just put a small collateral, 70, 80% we borrow from the protocol. And for the combined amount, you can buy any digital assets within Paxos uh, protocol. And that purchase asset becomes the collateral now. And using, using Paxo, you can put that collateral to use also. You can put it for staking, farming, and all other relevant use cases within DEF ecosystem. Interesting. Okay, so just so I make sure I have that right, you are going through the uh, traditional way that consumers are going and getting loans. So, for example, uh, interest rates on homes right now are somewhere between 4.75 and up to like 6%. So if you went to a bank and you tried to go get a loan and they were telling you, well, you got to put up 40% to get 60% of a loan, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be able to uh, go and do that. Same thing with with cars. So what you're trying to do is propose a way in which a lot of the uh, potential borrowers are going more of, of, of that route where they can get much lower um, of these interest rates and being able to... Uh, be able to get more more bang for their buck, if you will, where basically you're able to put like, you know, 20% down, 10% down, whatever it is, and then be able to get the full amount of, of the loan that you're looking for. Um, is, does that sound about right? Yeah, so the analogy is correct. So if the existing DeFi protocols, lending, borrowing protocols are equivalent to gold loan model or pawn shop, the home loan model is what Paxo is doing. So that's just a uh, you know analogy uh, with the real life example, but everything is like around crypto. So uh, even your collateral or your investment that is uh, that is a pure digital asset. So it's the equivalent of home loan in crypto world. Right. Okay. No. That. So that's that's a cool way that I think people can bridge this. Now the the then follow up question I have for you though is by going that route. Doesn't that put more risk on the the Paxo ecosystem, and and what does Paxo do to help hedge against that uh, potential risk? Sure. So uh, <sighs> the good or bad part is uh, we have the lending part remains similar to some of the largest DeFi protocols. It's just the mechanism which has changed. See, right now in normal over collateralized loans, what happens? You put a asset which is of larger value, and that is kept as a collateral. And a part of that is given as a loan, right? In case of Paxo, you're putting a small equity, and then you're borrowing some amount from protocol. And for the for the combined amount, now something is being purchased. And that purchase asset becomes collateral. That is locked within Paxo. If you want to withdraw it, either you need to pay off the debt, or you need to sell the position, right? So. As a lender, you always have a collateral which is of higher value than the you know uh, amount which has been given as as loan. So for lenders, it's as secure as over collateralized. But for for borrowers, of course, the you know dynamic change and you can just take a larger value loan, you know, keep it for staking, farming, and use it the way you want with its impact. Got it. Okay. So by having that. You can never take out more money than the the potential loan is actually worth. And the way that you are offsetting that is by using the native Paxo token 
to help uh, with creating some of that um, hedge against some of the downward risk that goes with taking some of these loans. Is that correct? So there are two ways. Uh, technically, there are two ways we can look at the risk and how we can manage. One, one option is a lot of protocols or new age companies are also looking at credit scoring. So either we go ahead with that mechanism and create a system which we can multiple data sources on-chain, off-chain, and create a credit-based system. And based on that, you are given a, a loan, right? So that is one way. We found some gaps in that method, and we decided to go the other way, which is uh, using a walled garden approach. So that means whatever amount is being released or your own equity contribution for loan, that, that is locked within Paxo, right? So that's like... Uh, a, a, you know, a, a setup which holds all the invested assets. And if you want to withdraw your own assets or the bond, you need to pay off the debt. It's kind of a vault which holds uh, your own equity contribution and the borrowed amount. If you want custody of that, if you want to withdraw it from Paxo and then use it somewhere else or transfer it to any other wallet, you need to pay off the debt along with the interest value. But within that vault, you can use it for staking, farming. Uh, you can also sell it and you know trade on multiple indexes. So within the vault setup, whatever you want to do with those coins, you can do it. But if you want custody of it outside our uh, Paxo protocol, then the loan needs to be clear. So that way, our lenders, we always have access to that collateral. And if price goes down or if there is a scenario where the position needs to be liquidated, lender's money is always secure. We can always go ahead and automatically liquidate as for the smart contract and recover the uh, you know amount which has been given to the borrower. Got it. Okay. So there's a lot of safety nets put in place to make sure within the smart contracts that you have to protect against the downside, hedge against, and to make sure that someone doesn't come and take this huge loan, get out of your protocol, get out of your ecosystem, yes. and then there's no way for you to um, rectify the, the the challenge. Correct. You can take a loan, but the invested asset, that becomes the collateral, and that is locked within protocol. If you want to withdraw it, you pay off the amount which, you know, which, which has been taken as loan along with the interest. Right. No, that's really cool. So... Um, that's interesting. And one of the other things that I see on here that I think is potentially um, competitive is the fixable loan repayment. Can you kind of talk through um, how that works? Right. So there are two major use cases we are seeing with uh, the protocol we have developed. The first one is, imagine there are more than 80 million wallets in the world and handful of them have amount higher than, let's say, $20,000. So there are almost 90-95% wallet holders holding less than $5,000 in their wallet. Aspirationally, these are the people who want to buy one BTC, but they don't have capital to do it. So, the, so that for that segment, the protocol serves as a way to purchase larger quantity and pay off the debt over a period of time. Let's say you borrow $500, you know, $500 and you pay off $100 every week over a period of next five six and take custody of, you know, let's say, uh, two, e, uh, two BNB. So that way we are allowing a lot of small wallet holders, people with smaller holding in their wallet, 
to buy larger quantities and pay off the debt over a period of time and take custody of a larger uh, portfolio. So that's one use case. And the second use case is a lot of people are borrowing so that they can put it in on staking and farm. So that's the second segment. Margin trade is uh, one of the key areas uh, for the you know the framework which has uh, been proven in this space. So these are the two, three use cases we see. And we believe that based on you know, millions of users with smaller wallet, that segment is something which is lucrative to us. And we have seen a lot of intake from that segment. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And I think those are, again, two really good use cases for how you're going to see more adoption come onto your platform. As you're looking at some of the ways that Paxos is being utilized across uh, your um, various user base right now, um, how do you see Paxos, uh, the types of loans and the different types of things that you implement maturing over time? Like, how do you see different types of functionalities coming into this ecosystem in the future? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. Right now, we are on Polygon. We are live on Polygon testnet. We are yet to go live on uh, mainnet. Our first audit is complete, and we are in process of getting our uh, smart contract audited by one of the large agencies. Right now, based on the data we are seeing, you know, we are seeing on Polygon testnet, we believe that a lot of users from uh, Asian market or Africa, some part in US and Latin America, uh, they are more aligned towards using the protocol to systematically acquire largest quantities. So this becomes kind of protocol where you go and open a position, buy, let's say, one ETH and pay off $500 every week. So that is one major use case we are seeing. Also, we are getting a lot of requests to enable uh, you know, multiple taking and farming protocols within Paxo. So these two use cases we have seen over the last couple of weeks that most of the users are you know inclined towards Towards this. Moving forward, we believe that the same protocol can be used to buy some land in Metaverse or some NFT assets as well. Right now, you know, in terms of our protocol design, we need a liquidator and we need price oracles to uh, systematically calculate position of each and every borrower. As, as soon as we have the right infrastructure, we will be the first protocol to enable loans in Metaverse just like the, these loans are you know, being dispersed in real world. So imagine buying a home or buying a piece of land in Metaverse by just paying 10 or 20%. We are working on those mechanisms as well. Got it. Okay, so so building on top of the Polygon network um, and currently in testnet, mainnet should be dropping um, pretty soon. And then you're seeing this being able to potentially get to cross-chain in the future, as well as having a platform where no matter, as long as you're within the Polygon ecosystem and looking for ways to get your loans uh, in, a, in a couple different markets, 
um, Paxil Finance will be a way to be able to utilize some of these under-collateralized loans that um, aren't really out there. Uh, I've spoke to a lot of collateralized loaning institutions um, through the show and then just seeing what's out in the market. There, there aren't as many um, under-collateralized loans uh, that are that are out there and on my radar. So I think this is a really unique opportunity. And I think this is also the first that I've heard that is on the Polygon um, ecosystem. So um, I think that is also pretty unique that y'all decided to, to, to go in this ecosystem. That's right. So eventually the, uh, we will be multi-chain, we'll be on multiple chains. That's the future for most of the DeFi protocols. But Polygon is going to be the first chain where we are, you know, focusing on building our larger community and building our, let's say, fast, significant TVS. Once we have proven that entire GTM and success model there, it's a matter of replicating across other chains as well. Excellent. Well, um, Panjal, you, you've already given us a lot of really good information on, on Paxil Finance. As a kind of a side-off question, just as we look into the world of, of DeFi, DeFi lending, and everything else, how do you see the world of, of DeFi and more lending being able to continue to be brought into the mass adoption of, of people that are within this space? So I think that a lot of people don't necessarily understand what it means to be able to use your crypto as collateral, borrow against it, and keep generating wealth through that tool. Um, but how do you think that people will begin to be educated and then be able to use something such as uh, Paxo Finance to learn about these opportunities and then be able to participate in them in a way that feels safe? Right. That's a very valid question, Richard. In fact, uh, these are the questions uh, we are also internally deliberating every every week as, as we are moving towards our law. We believe that uh, the, the problem is not this technology-based, it's also regulatory and framework-oriented. So first of all, most of the protocols today that requires a minimum level of awareness around using crypto-based systems, right? If you if you ask, let's say, a 45-year-old old user who is well familiar with the other technology pieces, probably he or she may not be able to, uh, you know, figure out how to use uh, an over-collateralized lending protocol using MetaMask, unless given some basic, uh, you know, tutorial or something. So I believe the technology needs to be simplified. Right now, the main audience for most of the you know, smart contract uh, solutions are developers. These, are the, you know, these solutions are good for technology people. But when it comes to building a solution which is meant for everyone, our parents, our siblings, our you know, uh, people in our society, probably we as a technology creators have not really given up mind space. So we believe that, firstly, I strongly, as a, a technology uh, product guy, I believe that answer lies in simplifying the technology, creating it as simple as maybe, a, you know, a basic WhatsApp interface. Right? right now, most of these solutions are, you know, they, they lack that kind of simplicity. So it, it requires, you know, stepping out of our typical decentralized Web3 mindset. And it might require us to go beyond uh, the kind of uh, decentralization we see in the solution. But it requires, uh, you know, to be simplified so that our parents, our grandparents can also use it. So 
second part is creating you know simplified communication and of course that requires consent from the regulatory bodies also and other agencies as well where we can you know uh, talk about a lot of uh, you know areas which are still a you know uh, gray zone for most of the users like especially in india and some of the developing countries we see a lot of resistance from regulatory bodies of course there are challenges because it's a new asset class but the only way to address is you know by educating people by by allowing people to experiment with it you know curtailing an innovation may not be the right way so we have to work on both the parts simplifying the technology and allowing people to experiment with uh, the choice of you know tokens and currencies and protocols and they want to engage with for sure and i think that's a really good um response to the question it's it's an ongoing challenge uh as you look at product and uh being able to expand this to a larger audience uh, of course when you're first building this you have a target audience in in mind but for you to kind of grow to the scale that you want it needs to be simple enough that anyone can be able to pick it up and use it and i definitely think that the education piece of it being able to provide tutorials being able to provide examples of use cases and and how people could do it uh simply helps people to visualize like oh okay well here is another solution another option that i can use to keep generating wealth for myself um utilizing these these defi tools so um again i think that's a really good answer i really think it'd be awesome if y'all are able to do that as y'all built that out and i'm excited to to see what that's going to look like um but on that same train of thought uh paxos finance is having an ido soon um can you kind of speak on that a little bit Yeah so we have plans to announce our IDO sometime in the month of May uh, hopefully in the next few days we'll have all the details out right now we have we are in process of closing our private round we closed our seed couple of months ago we have seen lot of interest from VCs and private investors across the globe uh, for our private round now we are in process of finalizing dates and announcing the dates for IDO excellent well um may of 2022 for all those listening uh especially whenever this goes into the past so this is coming really soon really excited about it i know you are as well so everybody be on the lookout for that um and um uh, as a follow up to that always as we kind of wrap up uh i like to ask a couple of fun questions and the first one that i typically ask is with all the information that you've been able to learn and gather while being in the crypto blockchain space if you can impart one to one to two pieces of wisdom uh that you could give to yourself when you first started creating Paxo Finance what would you tell yourself uh that's 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 a, that's a tough one uh i think the only advice i would have given to myself one year ago was uh, timing is important building out right partner uh, you know building right partnership is equally important so when we we made a lot of uh, you know wrong decisions in terms of timing and Uh, building some of the early partnerships i believe if i had opportunity to redo it probably uh, we would have picked some of the early pieces and differently like maybe um, you know some parts around the uh, partnerships around you know early participants in the liquidity side or some parts around launching launching it at the right time those are the two areas where probably I could have done it differently. Got it. Understood. I think those are two pieces of advice. Uh of course, before getting into this space, these are things that you don't necessarily get 
all of the insights into and don't necessarily know which questions to ask or, or what to be looking for. And uh, now you clearly do. And for all of those who are looking to even launching their own projects that are out there, uh, rewind this, listen to Prajal and what he said again, make sure to keep that in mind as you are potentially bringing your products to the market. So definitely thank you for that, that insight. Um, but as we wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of the listeners here today? 20 is going to be interesting, especially from the DeFi side of it. And I, I'm very sure that we'll see a lot of innovation we haven't even thought about, especially on the lending and borrowing side. Uh, I'm seeing some innovation almost every day. Let's be open. Let's try out new protocols. Let's, let's uh, adopt whatever we can and you know, be open and vocal about all the feedbacks we have. Let's, let's, let's try it out. Let's just try whatever we can get our hands on. For sure. So, so get your hands out there. Get try some different things. Try some protocols. Uh, if you are excited about what you heard today with uh, Paxo Finance, make sure you go and and check that out when it comes out. Um, Pranjal, uh, what are some ways that people can connect with you and keep learning more about Paxo Finance? So, uh, I'm available on Twitter, Pranjal Parashar. We are, our website is also functional. I'm pretty active on Telegram. We are also setting up our Discord channel. Um, I'm active on most of our uh, channels available on the website. Happy to drop in the website address here. Paxo.finance. Perfect. Well, again, everyone, make sure you go and check that out. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Pranjal. We appreciate all the insights. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from PodPodPod1234. Explains the world of crypto in a digestible and understandable way, while still including depth that is useful for knowledgeable traders. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. 
I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder, Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.